Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Welcome to episode seven brought to you by the sport gene powered by overtime heroics and the exclusive NFL pick'em episode for this week. We have our panel of experts bringing the latest information straight to your ears. And like always, if you're a betting person, stay tuned for our expert picks on money line options and picks against the spread. I'm the sports analyst leading you through today's lab power hour, Ernest Silva at the sport gene for those listening and ready to get this show started from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas. If you've been following along, our experts from across the nation and across the world have been steering you to some great picks, some great laughs, and maybe some not so suitable for work humor. (laughs) But tons of fun with sports analysts and sports analysis on this week's NFL matchups ahead. So before we get started on the latest buzz for our our three-round segment, let's see who our panelists are for today's show. Our first panelist, coming in new and joining us from last week goes by the most interesting name in the world you can call him just paul football hockey gambling writer for overtime heroics twitter handle at steel curtain peh paul this is where you say something paul you can say something (laughs) i got you hey how's it going guys (laughs) (laughs) well i'm glad to be back uh, my picks were terrible last week, so we're not going to call me an expert. We're going to call me a sports guy this week and see if I can't get the expert title back. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Our second panelist, a fantasy football and NFL betting expert, switching between whiskey and milk, choosing whiskey this week, making his picks from Bali, Indonesia, the biggest wrestling fan in the world, and week three, pick'em champion, Twitter handle, at Dre2124, Dre Rogers. That's two out of three weeks that I've won, so start listening to me, guys. A lot of luck. A lot of luck coming from Dre. A lot of luck. Our third panelist, a Falcons beat writer for Overtime Heroics and fantasy football expert for Time Skewed, a specialist in all things football, Twitter handle at the Phantom Jazzy, our week three money line pick pick them champion. Had to add that in there. Miles Bloomquist. I'd like to just say, before we get into this, had I called the spread on the Chicago game, I would be a double champion this week. You did well, not. Not all, not all picks are winners, and that's okay, Miles. Today's episode, the three-round segment, we'll do our usual news around the wire from the NFL, and we will go into right into our primetime pickums, and then of course our fire round. Um, but very excited for today's panel, guys. Um, how's everybody doing today? Great. My ass is tired. I had an hour and a half football practice, and now all I want to do is get this. Get through some football and then take a big nap. 
And Dre, you awake today? What kind of shot did you take for today's episode? I'm, a, I'm actually, I actually been up for about ten minutes, and I'm, a, I'm already drinking. So I'm ready to go. What did you say, Dre? Minshew Mania is running wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll go ahead and start there since, since you're going to bring it up. And Minshew, I think you said Minshew, so bless you. But when we talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Minshew Mania is everywhere. And Dre, why don't you bring us up to the latest news with Minshew Mania and how are you feeling about it? I almost called it last week, didn't I? I said he was going to throw three touchdown passes, and unfortunately, Westbrook dropped it. So, Minshew did what he was supposed to do, and it's not his fault that he has shitty wide receivers. That is all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Paul, do you think Garner Minshew is, is the real deal, or is this just a one-hit wonder a couple weeks, and he's going to go away just like Jeremy Lin? No, I think uh, when you when you can uh, lead an NFL team and the guys believe in you, it, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, if they follow you and believe in you, and they obviously do in this guy, then I mean, I'll give him a shot. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it play out. Jacksonville needs something. They need a quarterback, and this guy, you know, he could be the guy. You never know. And he looked good. Uh, he looked good for the first half. He kind of fizzled in that game uh, a little bit here and there. Miles, what did you see from Gardner? What did you like? What did you not like? I really liked, and I've been saying this for the past couple of weeks now, I really like his efficiency and I like his consistency. There's a difference between getting off to a hot start and getting off to a consistent start. And a hot start will always fizzle out, but being consistent can really, really like drive home some wins down towards the end of the season when teams are tired and if you can keep driving like Gardner Minshew is um, you're going to win games towards the end of the season that's going to get you into the playoffs and uh, you know he fizzled out in the second half for sure but honestly every Thursday night game fizzles out in the second half so I ain't going to blame him for that now talking about hot starts that kind of leads me over to New York and you have Daniel Jones yes Daniel Jones who actually made his debut as a starter of the New York football Giants and led an 18 point comeback against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week i i absolutely loved what i saw out of daniel jones last week standing in the pocket even when the pocket was breaking down hitting open receivers using his legs i mean he looked all around a top tier quarterback uh you know yes it it was it was a a very nasty game they had to lead that comeback dropping down and and having to play comeback from 18 points but dre is daniel jones a real deal or is it one game too too little Did we move on from Minshew because everybody's talking about Daniel Jones and Kyle Allen, but Minshew is the next big thing in the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so you're going to stick with Minshew on that one. Okay, all right. Paul, how are you feeling about Daniel Jones? Oh, I like what I saw out of him Uh, and no Saquon. I mean, that, I mean, he did it without their best weapon right now in offense. Uh, I mean, I want to see it this week, you know, against the division opponent. I mean, even though it's Washington, um, go 
going home to New York, see how that media, you know, all week he, he deals with all that. And, you know, well, with all these quarterbacks, I mean, you got to give them six weeks. I mean, you get six weeks of tape, see how, see what they do, and then go from there. Miles, I'm going to switch this over to you. You have four rookies I'm going to list for you, and you get given to me in ranking order back. You have Kyler Murray. You have Kyle Allen. Daniel Jones. Garner Minshew. Rank them one to four. Are we just basing it off, like, potential or just play so far? Play so far. Okay, well, number one, I'm going to go with Gardner Minshew, mainly because he's had the most time. We've seen the most out of him, and he's put up the most in that time. Um, I mean, you could say the same about Kyler, but Kyler hasn't looked as good, uh, which means that Kyler Murray is my number two. So those guys really, it's a wide margin between Kyle Allen and Daniel Jones for them because Gardner Minshew and Murray have more playing time. You know, one game could really, it's an outlier at times. So that, those are my first two, Minshew and Murray. And then based off the one game performances, I loved Kyle Allen. And I, I kind of trashed him a little bit last week, but I really liked what I saw out of him. He stayed very, very, what's the word? He, he was calm under pressure. And that's something that Carolina could really use right now with all the heat they're taking, especially with Cam Newton. And then number four, I'm gonna put Daniel Jones. Uh, he was electric in that second half. But, I mean, he didn't do enough in the first half for me to really say, well, he could be the next thing. It's one game. It was against Tampa Bay. Of course, you're going to have a good game. Uh, but all these guys are fabulous, and I can't wait to see them next week. Now, I, I intentionally left off Matt Rudolph off that because I wanted Paul to chime in on, 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 on that. And, and the reason Rudolph. I left him off is because... I, is because Vance Dance gets hurt, right? So Vance McDonald gets hurt there. And and James Conner has an off week. And, and, you know, he did have a big play with Juju Smith-Schuster, right? Uh, but talk to us, Paul. What what are the feelings from Pittsburgh fans when it comes to, to Mr. Rudolph? Oh, you know, they're, it's just total overreaction to, you know, is this the guy? Is this not the guy? Um you know, I just don't think that their receivers are really getting open. I, the offensive game plans are bad, too. Like, um, you know, it's just they, they, they are not trying to run the ball at, at anything but shotgun. They are, I think they're dead last in the league in yards per play. Um, it's just, it's a bad situation in Pittsburgh right now. I mean, defense creates five turnovers and you can't put points on the board. So uh, uh, it's still wait and see for me. Um, like I said, give the guy a few games. Um, they have to win on Monday night. I mean, if they don't win on Monday night, then you got to start questioning everything, really. Well, you question everything in life if you don't win against the Red Rocket in a primetime game. But we'll get to that game later on. <laughs> now, I'm going to turn the tables a little bit and go back to you, Dre. When, when it comes to Cam Newton... And, and what do you do with Cam Newton if you're a fantasy owner, um, considering, you know, Kyle Allen looked good, and with the Liz Frank injury, um, you know, what are you doing with Cam Newton? How do you expect that Carolina Panthers team to look coming up against Houston this week? I've, I've actually seen a lot of people drop Cam Newton, uh, and not this week, but actually last week. Once they confirmed that he was, his ankle injury was – was back uh, a lot of people started dropping cam 
And I think that's the right move as, you know, I don't I don't see the Panthers rushing him in. Plus, I, I've, I've mentioned this a couple times already. Uh, that team is the Christian McCaffrey show. So basically, you, you don't you don't need a quarterback. I, I understand Allen through had the game of his life last week, but you know I think that's a one game exception, and they're just going to keep feeding the ball to, to McCaffrey. So uh, I guess if 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 you need a quarterback, I'd probably go between. I mean, at least for this week, I'd go with Daniel Jones. But for the long run, I I already gave my advice: just go out there and pick up Minshew right now. <laughs> Gardner Minshew, everybody, pick up Minshew. He's gonna have a big. Is he having a big week this week, Dre? Yes, he is once again. Oh, man, oh, I can't wait to talk about those picks. So, so uh, before we we jump into pr- primetime pick, I'm a couple more news from around the wire. Melvin Gordon coming back to the Chargers. News report saying he's going to be showing up tomorrow back to camp, but he is not going to play this week. Um, let me go ahead and just start off the conversation with Melvin Gordon. Uh, of course, Austin Eckler fantasy owners are screaming, saying, oh my goodness, not so not so fast. But on, a, on, on the Chargers level, what does this do for the Chargers that Melvin Gordon's going to come back and play in his final contract year? Um, I personally believe that Melvin Gordon's going to add that extra oomph that Justin Jackson just doesn't provide and what Austin Eckler doesn't have that toughness and grittiness going up the seams. Um, Miles, does does Melvin Gordon take that Chargers offense to another level, or are they going to still be at that same level because Eckler's production was so great? Anyone who invested in Eckler and fantasy, um, what were you thinking? That's I gotta put that out there. Uh, everyone knew Melvin Gordon was gonna come back. It's great to see sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, he's gonna take it to a new level. He's Melvin Gordon. Austin Eckler is. You know, he's good because the system's good, I think. And not to take away from his speed and his pass catching, which are some of the, some of the best of, out of the running backs I've seen, but it's really, really hard to compete with Melvin Gordon. And when you are a defense and you see Austin Eckler lined up, and then the next week you see Melvin Gordon lined up, two totally different game plans, I guarantee it. Melvin Gordon is a game changer, and he's really going to help that Chargers offense sort of get back on track. Um because you know they haven't been as amazing as everyone thought they would be but they're definitely going to be a lot better now with melvin gordon back there well injuries galore and this offense was hobbled by them getting another weapon will definitely help i wouldn't be surprised to see austin echo playing a lot of slot play paul does this make them a playoff team in the afc yeah yeah i i think so i think that uh you know when you start talking about the six spots there uh, I mean you're looking at nine wins probably get you in so I can see them getting nine wins okay. and when it comes to uh, Melvin Gordon's impact uh, in, in general with this franchise do you see them do you see them signing him long term do they come to a deal Dre probably not just because of what they just saw they have with uh, Eckler and, and with Jackson I don't think um, Melvin Gordon is worth that amount that he's asking for. So I don't think they're going to pay him. But you know, you, you never know. The, the, uh, look at look at Jerry Jones. 
<laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And Ezekiel Elliott's a prime a, a, a prime example of when you do sit out or when you do hold out, it does work. And Le'Veon Bell's that example when you hold out, it doesn't work. Although he thinks it was a success completely, even though he lost millions of dollars. Um, Melvin Gordon knows his talent level, right? He's not Ezekiel Elliott, and he cannot hold out. He won't. He won't get this money, and so we'll see how that situation all pans out. It was a big head scratcher for a lot of missing running backs when it came to production-wise this week. Miles Sanders, two fumbles on the ground. Although most total yards he's had as a pro, um, you know, the fumble gets you, you get taken out of the game, and that's what happened with Miles Sanders. Chris Carson, same thing. Another fumble, another week is taken out of the game by Pete Carroll having none of that and Sony Michelle I don't even know who Sony Michelle is anymore so just a big fumble eye weekend for um, some top level backs a lot of people relied on um, but that's not the story I want to focus on the story is we go from AB week which by Antonio Brown you really took over the show for too many weeks now that we're off of that and we don't have Steve to bring up Patriots news um, we can focus on uh, Jalen Ramsey week and so Here's the newest headline. Of course, if you haven't caught up with the Jalen Ramsey news, Monday he was sick, so did not attend practice or any sort of sessions with the team. Tuesday, he called in stating he had back pain and wasn't able to show up at the facility. And today, his girlfriend is going into labor. So he has not reported this week into training, not training camp, into practice. Is Jalen Ramsey going to remain a Jaguar through this week? And is he going to play Sunday? I'll start with you, Dre. Uh, he probably is. Uh, you heard uh, <clears throat> top management wants to keep him. They want to pay him. And obviously, Jalen's mind is going to be somewhere else. So I, I believe he's going to stay at Jaguar. And I mean, they won last week. They're going to beat the Broncos this week. So, well, he's going to He'll probably rethink the whole situation up, and he's probably going to stay at Jaguar. Okay, Miles, you have that same feeling about Jalen Ramsey? You think he's going to stay at Jaguar? It depends. I mean, I've never truly believed that he was going to be a Jaguar for all of his career. Maybe towards the end, he'll go somewhere else. But the thing is, is it's not the money. It will never be the money because Shad Khan has the money, and he will always pay his players. But the reason why he asked for that trade was because of that um conflict with doug marone so i believe what's going to happen is he'll play out the season he'll calm down but he's probably going to deliver an ultimatum to the jaguars where it's like you keep this head coach who i'm fighting with or you can keep me your choice and tom coughlin seems to be a big deal that he's upset about with as well um paul when it comes to the jacksonville jaguars are they a playoff contender this year oh this Minshew really has changed their their trajectory as far as I'm concerned. I mean... Why I didn't ask Drake. But, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta gotta see how this this whole Jalen Ramsey thing plays out. I mean, how is it playing in the locker room is what I want to know. Like, are the guys on his side or or are they not? I mean, if they are on his side, then Monroe, then the head coach has a problem because that means more guys don't like him. So... I don't know. They just they, it's fascinating what's going on down there right now. I I, I want to see what happens, but I I want to say no right now. Okay, I'll I'll give you the last word on that, Dre. Are the Jaguars a playoff contender? Ah, 
Uh oh. You know, I haven't looked at their schedule for the rest of the year, so I'm I'm not going to be able to tell you right now. Maybe ask me later on when it's uh, when it's the Jaguars versus Broncos pick. But okay. yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Well, I, I, I'll tell you what, Dre. I didn't believe you when, with about porn stash last week, but un- unfortunately, it, it bit me on my primetime pick. So I am going to listen to you when you're talking about Gardner Minshew, and we'll talk about that in just a minute about Jacksonville's game later, playing at the Mile High Stadium. But how about we get into some pickums, and, and we'll get into primetime pickums right now, right after this commercial break. Be right back. Before we start round two on the Sport Jeans Into the Lab podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of 8 to 18 in the Rio Grande Valley, check out Triple Double Basketball Academy, one of the premier programs in Texas located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with elite state tournament play. Follow on Facebook or visit www.tripledoublebasketballacademy.org. Triple Double Basketball Academy, where each basketball player grows no matter what. All right, gentlemen, getting ready for round two, the primetime pick'em segment where we focus on games that are featured games of the NFL for the week. We start with Thursday night football. We have a real barn burner again going with the hobbled parrots, I mean the Eagles, and the um, Green Bay Packers, who if you look at their injury report, they also had about 16 players on there. So what a wonderful Thursday night game they provided with us again today. Philadelphia goes to Lambeau to experience that Lambeau tradition of Thursday night football where everybody will be wearing their cheese heads all over again. Green Bay is a four and a half point favorite by Westgate odds closing today. I'll start with you, Miles. What do you have for this game? What are your thoughts on this game? Uh, considering the injuries and to key players that the Eagles are dealing with, uh, on a four day turnaround, it's it, it probably won't cut it. Um, I don't think they're going to be ready to go to Green Bay, especially, and beat Green Bay in primetime, where the last primetime they game they were in, they, you know, blew it in the last few minutes. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Green Bay. They're going to cover the spread. This is pretty pretty simple. I don't really think Philadelphia stands a chance. Okay. How are you feeling about this game, Dre? You have those same sentiments? I do. Uh, they're playing in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers barely loses a black and that defense is very, very improved. They're playing really well. And uh, one of the Smith, one of the Smiths might not play though. But I think, I think uh, you know, playing at Lambeau is the real factor here, and and, and it's for a period of time to get ready for the game. So yeah, Packers, Packers with the spread. Paul, I'm going to pass over to you next. What are you, what are you feeling on this game? Uh, I feel the same like these guys do. Um, I just want to echo what Dre said as far as that defense is, it doesn't get talked about, but it's right below New England and Chicago. Like it's, they're real, they're the real deal. They're, they're good. And I feel like they're going to handle business against a beat up Philadelphia team at home tomorrow night. 
Yeah, and I'm going to echo everybody's sentiments. I'm also taking Green Bay with the spread a, a little bit more to the analytic part to it. Um, Green Bay playing at home. They haven't had a losing record at home in over 12 years. They are very good at home, even with the injuries. They have injuries to their linebackers and to their cornerbacks, but the problem is that the Eagles have nobody to play. And Alshon Jeffrey may end up coming back into the game and playing football, um, but even with that, Deshaun Jackson has already rolled out, and Carson Wentz um, has struggled against good defenses. This will be a true test for Green Bay. I feel like they've had a lot of cupcake um, games, especially some falsified defensive steal when they played the great Matt Trubisky, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Trubisky on in week one uh, to open up the season. So I'm taking Green Bay with the spread as well. So <clears throat> when we go to the one o'clock game for Sunday, our primetime game will be Carolina visiting Houston. Houston has also a four and a half point spread ending at Westgate today. I'll start with Paul on this one. How do you feel about the Texans at home against Carolina? Uh, I like Houston at home against uh, against Kyle Allen. We're, we'll see we'll see what he can do on the road. Um, I I just I think that I think that Houston really needs this one, and I, I'm not if you can take McCaffrey and just hold him in check. I think Houston has enough playmakers to cover the spread at home. Miles, I'm going to go over to you. How are you feeling about the Texans? Do you have that same feeling? The the game, the point breaker here is that um, the Texans defense isn't playing as well as they probably should be. And that for that reason, I'm going to go with Carolina in this game because Kyle Allen really, really tossed up Arizona, and that's a not great defense either. Um Houston's good on the running game, but when you're going up against Christian McCaffrey, how effective can you really be? They're going to beat them through the ground. They're going to beat them through the air. I like Carolina in this game. Okay. Dre, why don't you come in with your thoughts on this game? Wow. <clears throat> how, how about you just shut the fuck up? <laughs> I could not have been more perfectly timed. (laughs) All right. I I will come in. I have Houston winning this game. I know Houston struggles against mobile running backs, but even in games where I thought they would lose, uh, like with Alvin Kamara leading the charge with the Saints, they did lose that game. But uh, very closely contested. Arguably, they they should have won that game. The defense play call was terrible by Romeo Cornell. The other part was against Austin Eckler. I thought Austin Eckler was going to tear them up. If Houston didn't lead that comeback, I didn't. I thought it was going to be another predictable game where uh, Los Angeles runs away with it. I think Houston pulls away at home. They're going to have that fight in them. They're going to be wanting this win. I think Carolina will have those setbacks as now their rookie quarterback has been seen. Defenses will game plan for that a little bit more. Um, and so we'll be able to see Houston adapt. Um, I, I predict Houston to win and cover the spread in this game. So I'm picking Houston. I predict Dre will be jumping on momentarily, so we will wait for his pick and have him catch up when he comes back. Let's switch to that 4 o'clock game, though. And the 4 o'clock game we're looking at um, is going to be, of course, Dre's not here, Jacksonville visiting Denver. And, um, you know, porn stash himself, Garner Minshew, going up to the 0-3 Denver Broncos desperation time. And chime him right in. Minshew Mania comes right back. Hey, Dre. (laughs) 
I got kicked out. Sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. Why don't you give us your pick for the Houston Carolina game before we keep going? All right. Okay. Well, I do like the Texans at home. They play differently when they're in Texas. And we we haven't talked about it yet, but DeAndre Hopkins hasn't had a game, has really had a game that we've all grown to expect. So I think he's going to break. He's going to have about 10 receptions. He's going to go off for two touchdowns. And even though the Texans defense is allowing over 100 plus yards per game, I think they're going to do just enough to keep McCaffrey on check. So I'll take the Texans with the spread. Perfect. Perfect. We're just introing the next primetime game, the four o'clock matchup, which is the Jaguars visiting the Denver Broncos. Denver, a three point favorite at the end of Westgate's day to day. And I'm going to start with you, Dre. Lead the charge. Who do you have winning this game and do they cover? <laughs> this one's a, a very easy game for me. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm going to let you say it. Yes, Minshew Mania is running wild. <laughs> Minshew's going to throw for two touchdowns and he's going to run in for a third one. So get him in your fantasy starting lineups. And the Jaguars will win this game. Their defense is really looking good. And and they're going to win. So I'm going to piggyback off of you, Dre, because I am riding that Minshew train as well. I have Jacksonville winning this game against Denver. I think Denver looks hobbled. I haven't liked Denver ever since John convinced me to pick them in week one. Now I hate them. <laughs> so I'm never going to pick them ever again. And... Uh, and so I think Jacksonville wins this game. I think they're going to play some inspired football, whether it's one half or it's one quarter. I think it's going to be enough to put down the Broncos and hold off that low-powered offense. Uh, Miles, how are you feeling on this game? If Joe Flacco, and I mean this with the utmost respect, wasn't so fucking terrible, <laughs> the Broncos may have a chance to win this game. But when you're playing Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye, Kalias Campbell, Yannick Ngaukwe, Marcel Darius, Miles Jack, you're not going to do well. I got Jacksonville winning this game and covering this game. Paul, bring this home. Are, are you feeling the same way or are you riding the Bronco? No, that's absolutely not. I'm on the Jags. Uh, <laughs> the, the Broncos, interesting, they have zero sacks between Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb. Zero. So, I mean, everybody talks about that offense, but that defense isn't doing what it's supposed to do either. And I just feel like Jacksonville has a secondary that Joe Flacco should not be throwing into, especially, I mean, he's just looked bad all year. And I feel like the Jags are coming together and the Broncos are just blah. So, I'm taking the Jags. I, I do think the Broncos will play inspired football for a half. I don't think they're just going to lay over and take it up the tailpipe. I do think they're going to play some football, try to revitalize their season a little bit with a win. It's going to look good for them for a bit. I like to put that into into um, some sort of content because people may watch the game and think, oh, I've, I've already, you know, Denver's playing great. I'm going to turn this off. No, I think Jacksonville's just that much more talented than Denver that even at their best, they can't beat Jacksonville. And so... As long as Jack Smoke comes out to play and, and Minshew's father is in the stands, we'll be okay. So, uh, we, should, we should be fine. <laughs> a, uh, a friend of mine who's a Broncos fan gave me an interesting stat the other day. The Broncos are the first team in NFL history 
to not have a sack or turnover in the first three games of the season. Wow, wow. that's shocking. Right there, Miles. You just said it all. That's so, shocking. we talk about how terrible Joe Flacco is, but really, he's just masquerading for a defense that is playing even worse. Hey, where is that defense? Von Miller still plays for the Denver Broncos. What's going on with that? Chris Harris Jr. is still there. Bradley Chubb's still there. Something's going on. That's, that's strange. It's a good stat, but, though. It's good to look into. Because obviously the whole team is not playing inspired football. You can just see it. By the way, I, I just looked over the Jaguars schedule, and it's they have a very easy schedule. So I'm saying it right now. I'm saying it today. The Jaguars are making the playoffs. So with that being said, and just as, as a sidebar conversation, if you're going to take the AFC South, you would think you I'm, – I'm, I'm guessing you, you have Houston making it as a division winner and Jacksonville as a wild card. Does Indy not make it? That is correct. That's what's okay. going to happen. Okay. All right. Just had to ask. Just had to ask. Let's move on to the next primetime pick. I, I don't know I believe that yet, but we're, we're going to move on to the next primetime pick. America's team, Dallas Cowboys. Yes, America's team is visiting the New Orleans Saints. Those 3-0 Cowboys open as a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Westgate, closing today's day at Westgate. I will start this one off. As you guys know, I am a very quiet Cowboys fan. So <laughs> I absolutely enjoy watching these Cowboys these last few weeks. As you know, we don't have very many seasons where we start off 3-0. So I will say right now I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys with the spread. I think uh, – the defense is good enough to hold down Sean Payton's creative offense um, from last week. Very creative offense. Surprise! One of the biggest surprises from last week was New Orleans' offense. Um, and their defense doesn't really shock me or, or have any sort of awe. I saw Houston run all over them and 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 pass all over them. I think Dak will have a field day with that defense as well. Who Dak plays inspired football. Um, at, at the Superdome, so there will be that aspect, but I do think Dallas covers and wins this football game. I'm going to go to you, Paul. Who do you have in this game and why? Uh, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I like Dallas. I just think they're the more complete team right now. Um, I like their defense. As you said, the Saints can be run on, and I just like the way the Dallas offense looks right now. Miles, how are you feeling? Um, if it was, I believe uh, one of the touchdowns came off a Chris Carson fumble. And that led to sort of that second half where the Saints started scoring and ended up winning the game. But you take that fumble away and the Seahawks win that game. So you put in a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, who's not going to fumble. Uh, I like the Cowboys to win this game. It's really tough, especially when you're playing in New Orleans. Uh, but the Dallas Cowboys have a better defense, probably a better offense. New Orleans isn't going to look as good as they did last week, even though they're at home. I'm going to like the Cowboys with the spread in this game. Dre, are you making this 4 for 4 or do you have a different feeling on this game? <laughs> and- <laughs> My God. <laughs> and shut the fuck up again, Ernest. Got it. Got it. All right. We'll come back with Dre's pick on Sunday Night Football in just a moment. And Dre's Bye. back. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> what's your Sunday Night Football pick, Dre? You're killing me here. 
<laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with all of you guys. Uh, I love the spread, the minus two and a half. Uh, Cowboys, Cowboys easily. Great. And that brings us to our last primetime pick, which I appreciate all of you picking the Cowboys, by the way. Thank you very much. But I, we will go to our last primetime pick, which is Cincinnati visiting the Rudolph Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are a four-point favorite at home for Monday Night Football. Um, and I will start with this game and then pass it over to our resident Pittsburgh Steeler analyst. But I am not going to pick the Red Rocket. I know better than that. I am picking the Steelers at home um, to win this game. I am still debating even to this moment how I feel about the spread because four points is quite a bit for two teams that really haven't proven much this season when it comes to offensive flow and putting a complete game together. But I've made up my mind. So with Pittsburgh playing at home, they're going to be proving they're going to have that chip on their shoulder. I think Mike Tomlin's going to come out. They're going to look good on offense. Red Rocket's not going to have those answers, and the defense is going to play some inspired football, um, especially when it's a divisional game on Monday night. So I'll take Pittsburgh with the spread for this game. Paul, how are you feeling? Uh, this is an absolute homer pick, but they absolute, this is an absolute must-win at home for them. So I'm taking the Steelers and the spread, and I say they win by a touchdown, like 20-13. to 13. Biased. It is. It is. Miles, I need my head examined. (laughs) And with that being said by Miles, a special shout out to Steve Reisner and slightly biased. Too bad he couldn't be here, Steve, but we miss you, bud. Miles, let's bring bring us back down to earth. How are you feeling about this game? Uh, This game is going to be about who has the better quarterback and who has the better pass defense. And to answer both those questions, it's Cincinnati, which is a shocker. But let's be fair, Pittsburgh pass defense sucks, and it's Mason Rudolph. So I'm going to like Cincinnati in this game. And I really say that with, like, a lot of um, confusion because I, I Cincinnati, really. But their pass defense is what's going to win this game because I don't believe James Conner can do it on his own. And Mason Rudolph didn't look as good as I would have liked him to be last week. So Cincinnati. Dre, why don't you bring us home for this primetime picks? Who do you have for this game? You know, the Steelers have been horrible um, <laughs> the past <laughs> weeks. <laughs> and I, don't, I, I think this is going to be a, a, a defensive game, and they're going to just keep the ball on the, uh, on the ground. I think it's going to be a Mixon versus Connery game. And, uh, you know, that minus four spread is, uh, I think it's too much. I think the Steelers will win the game, but I think they're going to win by a field goal. So I'm going to take Steelers, but they don't cover. Andre, I swear if your pick works. I was was debating that in my head. I thought, man, a field goal just sounds right. A two-point win actually looks, sounds really legit. I'm not going to change my pick. I'm going to go with my gut, but. Good call. It might be a good call on that because I, I really do think this is going to be a, a gut a gut punching game for the for the uh, Steelers. Somebody saying something, Paul? Was that you? No, no, no. I like I said, I, I don't know what to expect out of them. I honestly have no idea what to expect. I'm just going to turn the TV on on Monday night and hope for a W. 
Yep. Drink a beer and then you'll be fine. Everything will look good. Wow. Neither of those teams have a win. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, guys, that is it for primetime picks in the round two segment for today's episode. We are going to go straight to round three after this commercial break. We will be right back. As we move to round three, want to remind everyone traveling to the Alamo City during the beautiful fall and winter seasons, keep SATX rated handy for the latest information on new events, restaurants, and giveaways so that you and your family or loved ones can enjoy the city with the hottest scenes. You can follow at SATX rated on any social platform where they constantly do giveaways like Bean front row or sitting behind home plate at the San Antonio Missions game or courtside seats at the San Antonio Spurs game. Follow SATX Rated today. When it comes to round three, this is our fire round. We'll give you the games that are left for this week on on week four of NFL Pick'em. And then what our picks are, if they're going to cover the spread or not. We start out in Baltimore where the Cleveland Browns, if you call that a team still, seems to be struggling this year, shows up to Baltimore to battle a Ravens team that's probably going to obliterate them because of some revenge and some hate they have from their Chiefs matchup. But the Baltimore Ravens start off as a seven-point favorite for this game at home. I'll start with you, Paul. How are you feeling about this other divisional matchup? I'll take Baltimore straight up, but they don't cover. I think Cleveland will cover the seven. I mean, really, they should have covered against the Rams if Freddie Kitchens wasn't running draws on fourth and nine and doing whatever they, he was doing on the sideline. He, he needs That's the problem with the Browns right now, that's Freddie Kitchens. Oh, I completely agree. I had no idea what the, the coaching plays that were chosen or the plays chosen by the coaching staff were for that, for that game. I... I I could barely even watch it. Dre, how are you feeling about the Browns visiting Baltimore? Yeah, Fre- Freddie Kitchens has no clue at all at what he's doing. And they're playing it in Baltimore. That defense usually steps up when they're playing at home. So I, I agree with, with your initial comment. They're going to obliterate the Browns. I'm taking the Ravens and they cover. Miles, how are you feeling on this game? Uh, Lamar Jackson is currently sitting at a touchdown to interception ratio of seven to zero. He's going up against the secondary that's probably going to be without Denzel Ward, probably be at with, without Grady Williams and a number of other players. So, you know, this defense not going to be able to stop that offense. And after a very another poor performance from Baker Mayfield last Sunday night, uh, which won me my fantasy week, by the way. Thank you, Baker. Uh, <laughs> gonna like Baltimore in this game gonna go with the spread you could probably triple that spread and it would still cover so i'm not gonna follow that confidence last time i did that that didn't work out so i'm not gonna piggyback on that but i am going to say this um home teams have blitzed more um 66 uh, they have reached a 66 percent point uh for blitzing when they're playing at home and baltimore's defense is so good and stacked inside the box that means baker's going to have to really rush throws play quick quick passes, three-step drops, even against the Rams weren't working for the Browns. He was already getting hit. So when it comes to the defense, I think Baltimore is going to have a couple turnovers. I called it last week with the Bears having multiple turnovers and touchdowns on defense. I think it's going to happen again for Baltimore this week. 
switching around. I think Baltimore is going to have that type of game. I think they win by a lot. Um, I think Lamar Jackson has a comeback game, proving that, uh, you know, in this division, it's, it's his division. And there's nobody that's going to sneak up on him. So I have Baltimore covering the spread. I'll take us to a different division, a division that um, I it's close and dear to my heart. We're going to we're gonna go to New York again and see Washington coming to visit the Giants. Uh, when it comes to this game, Giants are a three-point favorite at home over the struggling Redskins. We'll start with Miles on this one. Miles, how are you feeling about the Redskins and the Giants matchup? Uh, scary Terry. Wow, I did not expect him to stay hot against the Bears. I thought that would be the game he fizzles out on. Uh, but now you get to go play New York, the football giants, and that's a marginally weaker secondary. So I think Case Keenum and Terry McLaurin are going to have a field day down there. Uh, no Saquon. That makes it a lot harder. I mean, they didn't really have Saquon last week either, but Washington is not Tampa Bay. Washington is arguably better than Tampa Bay, even though they haven't been playing as well as you would like them to. Uh, I'm going to go with Washington. Because I, Daniel Jones was good last week, but I don't think it's going to be another good showing for him this week. And Paul, how are you feeling about this game? I feel the same. I feel like I want to see Daniel Jones do it. The pressure in New York. Let's see what it does. I'm going to take Washington for the upset and the spread. So. Okay. And Dre, are you feeling the same about Washington? You're riding that Redskin train? Actually, I'm not. I, I read this morning that Case Keenum was seen sporting a, like a walking boot. So I, I, I'm not sure about that. And then you got all the Colt McCoy rumors coming along. And I mean, the spread is only minus three. So that's something you got to think about. The Giants are playing at home. Uh, and, and and I think this is the final game before Daniel Jones comes back down to earth. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Giants and and they cover actually. Mine, mine, uh, they're probably it's gonna probably go down to three points. So that it's gonna be a tie for me. But but yeah, I'll take the Giants. I actually have the same sentiments as you, Dre. I'm actually picking the Giants to cover the spread. Uh, it might be a push. I, I expect this. most division games for the NFC East are back and forth, even when the talent is very separated. In this case, the talent's very even. Both defenses are absolutely terrible, and both offenses are being led by unknown quarterbacks. Um, Colt McCoy may be starting this game. I, I, I heard that was that was very realistic, that Case Keenum uh, wasn't a walking boot, and, and the chants were coming around. So who knows uh, what's coming out of that, that uh, front office come Friday, and, and that head coach gets a podium, and Jay Gruden says we're running with Colt or Dwayne Haskins gets his first start and it could be a rookie matchup. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. But I do think Giants will be the better team uh, come I Sunday. Just, uh, I just read a quick article from the past couple days and it's looking increasingly more likely that Dwayne Haskins is going to suit up Sunday. That sounds more logical. I, I could see the Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins drawing viewership. That makes sense. So... And, and if that's if that's the case, I expect Scary Terry to have a pretty big day. So, Just acquired yeah. him in fantasy, so I need him. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's head over to Miami, and Miami uh, playing host to the Chargers. Chargers looking for a redemption game. Miami looking just for any type of game. And Miami <laughs> is um, starting off as 15-and-a-half 
uh, point underdogs for this game. You thought I was going to say favorite. Nope, they're the underdogs. If you thought I was going to say favorite, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Obviously, you, you don't know Miami plays for the uh, Big 12. So, um, <laughs> Miami... Up like the Big 12. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, I, I will start with this game um, just because I'm going to make it easy. The Chargers are the better team. It'll be Austin Eckler's possible last ovation. He'll probably have a monstrous game. Phillip Rivers will probably have a monstrous game. Um, I think Miami at home will play some inspired football for the beginning of the game, but Josh Rosen um, showed that he had some some chip on his shoulder still left in that Dallas Cowboy game. Uh, I'll be honest, 10-6 at halftime was not the, mo- the most favorable score for me, especially Jason the spread. So um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Chargers with the spread for this game. I think the Chargers will run away, uh, especially trying to keep that those wins coming after some key losses for the Chargers early on. Uh, Paul, how are you feeling on this game? I feel like that with the Melvin Gordon news, like the Chargers are gaining momentum. And I just don't think anybody in that Miami locker room gives a shit. I really don't. I, I mean, you, you start trading these guys away and, you know, you're just getting hammered every week in the media. You're the clowns of the NFL. I just don't think, I just don't think anybody cares. So I'm going to go with Chargers cover the spread. I like that you said that because some rumors have had Kenyon Drake going to the Giants during this situation with Saquon being out. So good, good thing to keep an eye on if you're a Kenyon Drake owner. Uh, Drake, come in with this one. How are you feeling about this game and the spread? You know, it's funny. I've been debating this game all week. Uh, even in my Eliminator League, they, they everybody has – it's like 99% Chargers. And – you know, Vegas has lost every single Dolphins game, and I, I don't know. I, after seeing last week's uh, first half against the Cowboys, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the the Chargers are going to win that easily. I think they're going to win, but I don't think they're going to win. You know, destroy the Dolphins like everybody's doing. I think it's going to. They're going to keep it around 14. So. Strange as it's sounding, I think Chargers win, but but they're not going to cover. Okay, that is strange, especially with Miami Dolphins being talked about. Let me bring you in, Last Miles. How are you feeling about this game? I started getting this this gut feeling last week that Miami wasn't going to be destroyed as badly. I mean, they did get beat up pretty badly by Dallas, but it another week goes by, and I'm starting to feel this. This Miami win is coming. It's not coming this week. Chargers are winning. Chargers will cover the spread. But I'm going to say sooner rather than later that Miami is going to get a win, and that's going to be some pretty big news. It's, Miles, it's going to be some team from the north that's going to go down there thinking they're on vacation and get caught. Is what's gonna it's going to be New England. <laughs> <laughs> New, Engl- New England already went down there, so it would be Miami going up to New England. Up imagine, imagine this. That's not happening. <laughs> goes to New England. Josh Rosen starts, throws five touchdowns against the Patriots defense, no interceptions, and Miami wins 35-3. to <laughs> Where is Steve when you need him? Where, where I, that's, a great, that's a great segue a big shout out to steve riser wish you were here buddy wish you were here talking with us on this pick'em, but wanted to make sure you knew we were talking about your patriots again all right although you probably don't like that it's about miami upsetting them in fox pro and you're probably <laughs> commenting all about this 
That was Miles Bloomquist with that prediction all as well, Steve. Jokes, all jokes. That's not a real <laughs> prediction. <laughs> but Miles, when you when you talk about the Chargers Miami game, are you taking the Chargers with the spread, or are you just saying Chargers win? Chargers with the spread because uh, Austin Eckler is probably going to have, like you said, a spinal standing ovation. Um, before Melvin Gordon comes back. I'm surprised Melvin Gordon is not going to suit up this week. I don't really know how much practice you need to play against Miami. Um, but yeah, uh, start Austin Eckler, start Phillip Rivers, start Tim Allen, maybe start Justin Jackson if you have him and you got no one else better to play. It's Miami. Just start throwing out charges players up there and we'll probably get points. Cowboys had two 100-yard rushers. Wouldn't be surprised if both Eckler and Jackson finished with both 100 yards. I think the offense in Miami is playing inspired football. I don't know if that defense is sold. It looked like they gave up on a lot of plays, especially when they had Amari Cooper running by himself. So we'll keep an eye on that game. Is trying right now, defense or offense or special teams. I don't see it either. I don't. Let's take our talents over to Indianapolis, who are playing host to Oakland. Indianapolis is a seven-point favorite. This was a tough one for me personally. I'll start with you, Dre. How are you feeling about Indy at home? Sorry, there's a guy riding his motorcycle outside, and I can't hear anything. Can, I just thought can, you, I just thought you drove away. The last two times you just hung up on me, and so this time I just thought you were just gonna drive <laughs> away with this song. <laughs> can, can you? Can you? Uh, can I be the last one on this just so I kind of wait on the motorcycle to go away? <laughs> yeah, not, not a problem. Let's start with you, Paul. How do you feel about Indy at home against Oakland? I struggled with this one. Uh, Indy went straight up. Is it seven or seven and a half? It's seven right now. It ended at seven at five o'clock. I'm, I'll, I'll take Oakland plus the seven. Okay. But I'm, I'm, I, I debated back and forth all week. I, I really like what Indy's doing right now. Um, I like Brissett, what he's doing, and that defense is pretty good. So, But, I don't know, it just seems like too much. Miles, I'm going to go to you next. How do you feel? Do you feel the same way? Do you think Oakland's going to play some inspired football? Uh, last week was not the only time I watched um, Atlanta get destroyed by a backup quarterback. I mean, <laughs> Brissett's the star right now, but really, realistically, he's a backup. But he looked really good in that game. And I ended up paying more attention to him than my, my Falcons. Uh, so, Brissett's coming in hot against a Raiders defense that isn't that good. I'm going to go with Indy here. Their defense is suspicious. So, if you have Josh Jacobs or Carr on your fantasy team, I would recommend playing them, especially Jacobs. That run defense didn't look good against Devonta Freeman. But I'm going to go with Brissett to lead the Colts to a victory. But they won't cover the spread. All right. And then I'm going to mimic sentiments. I didn't think I would be mimicking anybody here, but um, I think Andy is going to be playing very good football. I do expect them to get this win. I expect to be 28-16, fourth quarter. Derek Carr has the ball and throws a garbage touchdown to Waller to end their drive, and it's all of a sudden 28-23, and they run out the clock, and it's a, it's a six, five, six-point win for the Colts, that's exactly how I see I don't see the game being close, but I expected to finish close with a garbage time touchdown. So I expect Indy to win, not covering the spread as well. Uh, Dre, you clear that bike or you still need some time? He's going back and forth, so I can't, I, I can't figure that out. <laughs> Maybe he's so thinking I'll, about the pick also, but why don't you give us your take? Yeah, I'll just, I'll just call it out as I see it. I, Colts cover the spread. Whatever. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, let's 
Let's let's go and follow the Chiefs as the Chiefs go on the road to Detroit. An undefeated juggernaut matchup between the surprising Detroit Lions and the um, Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City opens as a six and a half point favorite, or they close today at Westgate as a six and a half point favorite. Um, let's go ahead. I will start with this game. I think Kansas City will shut down the pretenders just a bit. Detroit will play well at home, but they're not going to be able to withstand um, Patrick Mahomes and this offense. I think Kansas City wins um, by double digits. So I'm going to take Kansas City with the spread. Miles, what are you? what is your take on this game? You know, I made a couple picks last week that made all you guys go, whoa, you're a madman, you're crazy. And one of those games turned out to be a win. And I'm going to say that this week, in a very boring week, in my opinion, <clears throat> that we're going to see the Detroit Lions upset the Kansas City Chiefs in Detroit and they're going to shut down Patrick Mahomes because that defense is playing spectacular, in my opinion. Oh! Wow. Might be the pick of the week if that came true, and we will post it everywhere if that comes true, Miles. Paul, are you feeling bold like him? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think that Detroit covers... I Kansas City's defense on the road is a it's a different thing. It I I think Detroit has enough at home to cover, but Mahomes will work his magic and they'll they'll win that game. All right, and I know Dre jumped off. He'll probably be jumping right back on, so we'll come back for his pick on this game momentarily. Let's move to Buffalo, where we have another division matchup. Buffalo. Uh, another battle of undefeated undefeated opponents. Buffalo is playing host to New England. Uh, New England has a seven-point favorite, road favorites. Um, I will start with this game. I believe Buffalo is a good team. I don't think they are a great team. And um, I'm going to take New England on the road uh, to win this game. Uh, I am not sure on that spread, even to this moment, just because New England's defense looks that good. I'm going to take New England with the spread. But if there are any injuries to that linebacker core, as it was being rumored that there might be some injuries floating around, I would take Buffalo plus seven in a heartbeat. But if the defense is healthy, taking Buffalo in that box set all day. Uh, before we continue with these picks, let me just grab Dre's pick on the Kansas City-Detroit game. Dre, what was your pick for that game? Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs with the spread. Uh, if there was a team that could have made this close, it was the Ravens last week and and they weren't able to do that, so no, nobody could stop Mahomes. Chief, Chiefs with the spread. Thank you very much. Dre, why not just try me in with this game as well? New England, seven-point favorites on the road to Buffalo, another battle of undefeateds. Who do you have in this game? I had this intro set up perfectly if Steve was in here today. Oh, man. <laughs> I was going to talk about Josh Allen and Singletary and the Buffalo Bills defense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's gonna, they're going to keep it close just because it's in Buffalo and they're going to play a very inspiring game but uh, it, Patriots are winning and for some I don't think they're going to cover Okay, Paul how are you feeling about those juggernauts out in Buffalo this weekend well that place is going to be crazy they'll probably break a record for most tables broken out the parking lot before the game. <laughs> uh, yes! <laughs> but 
they've been chirping an awful lot, and that's what New England likes. So I'm taking New England straight up and with the spread. Yeah, the chirping is what always pisses off Tom Brady, and that's when he plays his best. 35-3 at halftime. All right, Miles, what are you thinking about this game? So, I so badly want to take Buffalo here. I really do, because they are a team that I believe can take that division from New England in a heartbeat. But the way they played against Cincinnati, of all teams, last week, really put those um, thoughts on hold for me. So I'm going to go with New England here, but they won't cover the spread. Another special shout-out to Steve as we all pick your team to win this week. Do us right, Steve. Do us right. The first place Bills. That's the first place Bills. That's right. The upset pick. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's head south. We're going to Miles territory. Atlanta playing host to the Titans. Atlanta, a four-point favorite at the end of today at Westgate. Miles, I'll start with you. Does Atlanta have that homestand? Do they cover? Um, I was very disappointed in the first half of that game against the Colts last week for Atlanta, but that second half, that team really came alive, but that defense disappointed on the final drive. Uh, well, the final couple drives where they could have definitely won. Matt Ryan was on fire, 22 for 23, and almost clutched that game for them had the defense gotten the ball back. Um, Tennessee is definitely a weaker team. Slightly better defense, much worse offense. So when you factor that in, uh, since uh, Indy's offense was such a problem for Atlanta last week, uh, I don't want to sound too biased here, but I don't think Tennessee wins this game. However, it is good to keep in mind that Atlanta has a horrible track record against AFC teams. So even then, it's just Tennessee might win just because of history says. Okay. Dre, are you feeling the same way about Atlanta? I like Derrick Henry a lot in this game. If you're going to start a running back uh, for DFS, it should be Henry. And, uh, you know, Adam Adam Humphreys actually appeared last week. He had a great game. I think he's going to have a great game against the Falcons as well. Maybe about six receptions, 110 yards, and a touchdown. And the Titans have not allowed a receiver to go over 80 yards yet. So, nah, I'm playing. Falcons win, but they don't cover. <laughs> gotcha. Paul, how are you feeling on this game? I thought you were going to let me go first so you could just fade all this pick with this Tennessee bullshit. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take it um, straight up and to cover the spread at home. I... I'm done with those bombs. So you guys do with that what you want. (laughs) (laughs) Strong words from a strong man. Um, I'm going, I'm going with Atlanta and I do think they cover the spread. Atlanta looks always looks like, always looks like a contender when they play at home. And Julio Jones looks like a monster. Um, I, I like Atlanta. I do like Tennessee's offense. I, I agree with Dre. I think Derrick Henry's going to have a field day with Atlanta's defense. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to being a game manager. And I picked Matt Ryan over Marcus Mariota. If Marcus Mariota is still playing that game, um, if he hasn't messed something <laughs> up by the fourth quarter. So um, I'm taking Atlanta with the spread. Miles, just for record, did you pick Atlanta with the spread or not with the spread? With the spread. That doesn't surprise me. I shouldn't have even asked. All right. So 
We'll take our talents over to uh, Los Angeles uh, when it comes to the Rams. They are hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rams are a nine and a half point favorite at home. I'm going to start with you, Paul. Who do you have in this game? I think the Rams smash the Bucs. I, I think that they're better on both sides of the ball. They're at home. And Tampa Bay has to be crushed coming off of that defeat at home. I mean, they blew that game. They take a penalty <laughs> on a field goal to try to make it longer. I mean, I don't even know what they're doing. I, I, I like the Rams at home. Dre, you feeling that same confidence? Yeah. They're going to crush uh, the Buccaneers. Rams at home. Miles, you riding that train? Yeah. Uh, the play calling from Bruce Arians in the second half of that Giants game was so beyond questionable that I don't believe he should even be a coach just because of that one game. Um, that one half, as a matter of fact. Uh, the Rams are going to smash the Buccaneers. I cannot stand Jameis Winston. I cannot stand Mike Evans. I cannot stand anyone on Tampa Bay. They don't have a chance in this game. Strong words from a Falcons fan. So, when it comes to this game, ah. the, Los, the Los Angeles Rams, I think, will cover the spread and they will win this game. I, I do want to say this, though. I think that Tampa Bay defense is a real deal. If you look at their first three games, they have played very well. They've played very good defense. They cover well. Um, they cause turnovers. And, and I, I do. It's just Shaquille Barrett. I think That's it. I it's think just they're Shaquille. that good. So, I wouldn't be surprised if you see them in this game for a while. Just, just Shaquille Barrett. Keep that in mind. Don't panic. Don't click the panic button. They played the Giants last week. What wide receivers do the Giants have? Take it easy, Miles. All right, facts are facts. Tampa Bay plays well. The 49ers are three and zero, and who hasn't played the 49ers closer than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? So, Pittsburgh Steelers last week. That, that barely counts. So, oh, definitely. <laughs> so, facts. So, back, back to the facts. Tampa Bay is going to be very good. It's going right. to be a, a breakout game for Robert Woods. Breakout game for Robert Woods. I think he's going to finally break through that. Yes. Jared Goff will, will finally find his rhythm back with him. He'll have like 14 targets and he'll have 11 catches for 150 yards. And I need that for my fantasy team. So, thanks, Robert Woods, in advance. There you go. All right. So, that's switching, switching, switching it over to the NFC West. Uh, two more games, and we're, we're done with our fire round. But Seattle visiting Arizona. Seattle, five-point favorites on the road. Seattle um, comes into this game uh, with a surprise loss last week, so probably looking to get some um, kudos back from the NFL on that comeback coming up a little short. I'm going to start off with this one. So Seattle going to Arizona. As much as Tyler Murray has played well, um, I think for this division game, I do I am taking Seattle on the road. And to cover the spread, I, Arizona's defense is, is just terrible. Um, they cannot cover receivers deep. I think Tyler Lockett has a field day again. Um, Will Disley in the red zone has been pretty much unstoppable when they finally use him. And hopefully Chris Carson doesn't fumble so he can actually finish this game. Um, but even if he didn't, Rashad Penny would be fine on the ground. Um, uh, Russell Wilson's just a more tenured quarterback, and he's very, very good. If you, if you, if you watch him play, he's just a game manager. So I'm taking Seattle on the road um, with the points. Let me go ahead and go to you, Dre. How do you feel about this game? You're on point, man. I, I was exactly going to say the the same thing. Uh, this is going to be a Russell Wilson game, and Luckett is going to be wide open throughout the game. Uh, 
I don't really like the spread. I think it's a little bit too high. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because maybe the Cardinals run up the score a bit in garbage time and they're at home, so they might keep close. So uh, Seahawks win, but they don't cover. Okay. Miles, how are you feeling about this game? I would agree with you, Dre, but I don't know if you saw Arizona in garbage time last week. But Kyler <laughs> Murray decided to play like garbage and almost cost me my fantasy week. Screw you, Kyler Murray. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, their defense looks horrible. Kyler, the, the, the one bright thing is that aside from the fourth quarter, Kyler Murray and Christian Kirk seem to have a pretty good connection. And that's one thing you Cardinals fans get your hopes up for the future. But we're in the present, and the present is you're going to get an ass whooping from Seattle. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a statement game in my opinion as well. Paul, how are you feeling? Bring us home on this one. I struggled with this one honestly. I mean, Seattle's just making my head hurt. Like they they barely they almost competed home by the Bengals. They didn't really look convincing in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I'm gonna take Seattle, and I'm gonna say that Arizona puts one in late to cover the spread. Okay, so Seattle and, and, and not covering. Got yeah. it. So I saved, I saved the most controversial game, I think, of the week, um, in my opinion, for the last pick for the fire round, just because it's not a primetime game. But I'm going to – Minnesota Vikings in a divisional matchup with the Chicago Bears. I was um, – you know, this is the one that I think caused me the most great hairs researching because they're, they're so equipped for each other's teams. Um, Chicago has a two-and-a-half-point spread. Um, and so at home, it's going to be at Soldier Field. I'm going to start with you, Miles. Who do you have in this game um, with Minnesota traveling to Chicago? This is where you really see if Dalvin Cook is the real deal. Oh, I agree. Can he get past a stout Bears run defense? I mean, the defenses Dalvin Cook has played are no pushovers. I mean, except for maybe Denver. Uh... Dalvin Cook needs to show up this game. Otherwise, Minnesota won't put up points and in turn, they won't win. Because even though Mitchell Trubisky can't locate an open receiver to save his goddamn life, they're going to put up points. And that's that Minnesota defense is good, but not that good. And especially in Soldier Field, division match, they know Chicago well. Chicago knows Minnesota well. It's really going to come down to Minnesota's offense. Can they produce? Kirk Cousins isn't going to do it. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's going to be Dalvin Cook. And if it is Dalvin Cook, if he does show up, then we have a possible top five running back in the league right now playing on Minnesota. Or he will get stopped by by Chicago. And, and that just puts a question mark on how good he is. All right. Paul, how, how are you feeling about this game? I'm going to go with the Bears. Uh, I mean, Khalil Mack is, I, I mean, he's right there with Aaron Donald as far as having a game plan for it, having to change your offense for it. Um, you know, what a terrible move by John Gruden giving that guy up. I, I just, I don't trust Kirk Cousins on the road against that defense. So I'm going to go with Chicago straight up with the spread. Perfect. Dre, uh, what about you for this game? This is going to be the snooze fest of the week. 
They've got the over-under at 38. It's ridiculous. They should lower that. <laughs> uh, shout out to John, because both quarterbacks suck. Bears defense is way better than the Vikings, and I, that, that that's going to be maybe like four interceptions to three interceptions, so... Bears win and then- <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a special shout out to John Pickham. Wish you were here too, John. We'll see you next week for sure. My uh, analysis on this game is that the Chicago Bears defense is going to shut down Dalvin Cook and the Minnesota offense. Um, I, I, you know, I I feel for Stephon Diggs having such a tough year. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I think that's because I've had Stephon Diggs for a few years in fantasy. He's always done well. It's it's tough to see him struggling, but that that Minnesota Vikings defense is not nearly as good as what the Chicago Bears defense is. Chicago will be able to move the ball, score some points. Defense will probably have another score, probably coming from the special teams unit. That's usually how it works with that Bears defense and special teams. So I'm going to take the Bears winning at home. I'm going to have them take the spread. Um, and I what I love about the Chicago Bears defense is that you never see them on the injury report. You will look at the injury report. It'll be clean, which doesn't happen to a lot of teams. But it's because come the fourth quarter, they're usually not playing. They're usually resting. So, um, you know, I'll take, I'll take Chicago Bears um, in this game uh, with the spread. And surprisingly, what I thought was going to be the most controversial pick of the day, we all we all picked the same. So that's that's there goes my analysis on that. Um, my, my last tidbit of information, you know, um, when you're picking for these games, if you are following our podcast, I, I always strongly look at the injury reports, look for update news right before you're going to be submitting any sort of any sort of bet in for these games. Um, Miles, do you have any tips for anybody that's out there? Any last minute remarks on any games? Always look at how teams have or how two matchups have been performed in history. Sorry, I worded that horribly. But take, for example, Atlanta versus Tennessee. Ah. I guarantee you right now that it's just an example because it's the first thing that comes to mind because Atlanta sucks <laughs> against AFC. <laughs> go back, go like, back. Falcons, we know. <laughs> I know. I know that's like the back of my hand. Atlanta sucks against AFC teams. And I bet you a lot of people don't know that because they don't cover the Falcons like I do. But when you look into that and then you'll see – that while Atlanta might be better on paper, while they might have had a better week, when you look at the history, it always comes down to the AFC teams. And that will always sway my opinion on picking games, even though I'm biased towards Atlanta. But it's always nice to look back at that history and just see what the trends are and see how each team has performed in recent years. That's my advice, at least. Dre, how about you? Any any last-minute advice or any games you wanted to make another remark on? <clears throat> Well, I'm I'm actually gonna place a parlay on on this week, and I'm 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 gonna do a Jaguars, a, and uh, let's see, and a bear and a Bears one. So if anybody wants to join me on that, I'm taking those three teams. Those three teams. Um, that's I, I'm definitely interested in that. We'll definitely talk offset offset. That's for sure. Paul, how about you? Uh, any any uh, final remarks or any tips for anybody following? Yeah, I mean, we do this on Wednesday, so the, a lot can happen between now and Sunday. Um, never bet anything you can't afford to lose. 
always have fun with it and uh, you know never bet on your own team except the Dallas Cowboys I completely agree Paul <laughs> thanks for that I appreciate that I appreciate that uh, you know, and, and one last thing to everybody, check the weather. You don't know how many games yeah. we've picked on this Wednesday show, and then all of a sudden, crap weather in Carolina. People are getting hurt left and right. Uh, we picked the Green Bay game, and all of a sudden, it's thunderstorming. The Kansas City game was sloppy because it thunderstormed right hours before. Check that weather. It helps with your betting um, for those last-minute picks um, and any eliminator challenge you may be in. But, you know, I want to say again, thank you to you three for being on this panel again consistently. Um, it's been great to be working with everybody as we continue through this NFL Pick'em. Um, Miles Bloomquist, Just Paul, Dre Rogers, thank you all for being a part of the Sport Team Into Lab podcast, powered by Overtime Heroics. And thank you to all of you that are listening tonight and listening at any time, maybe on your drive to work. We appreciate it. Um, overall, for the podcast, we have hit over the thousand mark for listens, which is fantastic. Yeah! Right? Which is fantastic. So, we are very excited and extremely um, humbled by everybody listening to us. So hopefully you get some more kicks and laughs out of this one. Um, follow the picks. I'm winning this week. So follow my picks. Go ahead and go nope. back. And nope. um, future champion Ernest Silva is signing off. But thank you so much again from all of us. Have a good night, guys. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today. Today.